The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. There were 400 years of silence. Had God forgotten? Had he changed his mind about what he said he was going to do? Even the most faithful Old Testament believer might have wondered these things. Besides, it had been hundreds of years since a new prophet had come to the people of Israel. But those faithful Old Testament believers would have known where to look to find the answers to their questions. And so they would have opened their scriptures and they would have found these words from the last prophet to the people of Israel, the prophet, the prophet Malachi. Malachi said, Behold, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and terrible day. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. The last thing that God told His Old Testament people was this. Before the promised Messiah would come, there would be a messenger to prepare the way. Certainly, God made other other promises, the promise way back in the garden, the offspring of the woman, the promise of the everlasting throne of David, the promise that a virgin would give birth. But the promise that Malachi and Isaiah prophesied was the promise of a messenger. A messenger that would come to prepare the way for the Lord. They were looking for the second Elijah. Now they would have to pay close attention in order to identify him. Have you ever wondered what the deal is with these long white robes that Pastor and I wear in worship? Couldn't we just be up here Sunday morning in a, in a polo or a nice button-down or something. Or maybe, or maybe, we could take a play out of John the Baptist playbook and go with the camel's hair and a nice leather belt around our waists. That seems like such an odd detail in our, in our Gospel reading today, doesn't it? Camel's hair? But it was precisely this detail that was a key element in identifying John as this second Elijah, the messenger that would come to prepare the way for the Lord. But in order to see this, we need to un un understand something about the first Elijah that came. You see, when the first Elijah was on the earth, there was a wicked king who was ruling... And this wicked king was having some troubles, 
And so he sent his men to go pray to a false god. And as these men were traveling to consult this false god, Elijah met them on the way and sent the men back to the king with a message from the true God, from the Lord. When the men gave this message to the king, the king asked his servants, well, what kind of man was it who came to meet you and told you this? They replied to the king, he had a garment of hair and had a leather belt around his waist. And the king said, that was Elijah, the Tishbite. You see, the king knew right away, based off of these details, that the man that had sent this message from the Lord was Elijah. It was the prophet Elijah. In the same way, John was identified by what he wore. But there were other details that were interesting about John too. John lived well off the beaten path and he ate what was available to him out there. Locusts and wild honey. These features of his life helped to further identify him as this second Elijah. As the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. John was the one who Isaiah and Malachi said would come. John's dress confirmed it. This long white robe is actually called an alb. That's the official term. A more general term for the garments that are worn in worship are vestments. And we might wonder, why, why do we wear vestments? A vestment is an identification of the office that's held. And so just as John's clothing identified him as the second Elijah, so vestments identify pastors as spiritual leaders of a congregation. The man doesn't choose this. John didn't get to choose this for himself. But rather, today, God, through the church, calls spiritual leaders. John's clothing also showed that, that he was a representative from God. He came with a message from God. And so today, vestments identify the person as a representative of God who through the study of Scripture comes with a message from God. And so what was John's message? You see, John's clothing and location were, were vital details that helped to identify him as the one that, that God said would come. But the most important thing about John was his message. You see, John was a herald. You know what a herald is? A herald is a person who goes out in advance of the king and proclaims that the king is coming. In ancient times, people would have dropped whatever they were doing 
and would have gone to prepare the way for the king. Probably quite literally. Like if the king was going to come to your town, you would fill in the potholes, you would clear any of the debris that was in the road because you wanted the path to be ready for the king. You wanted it to be fit for a king. The herald wasn't the important one. It was the message of the herald that stirred the people to action. Like Elijah, John's message was a message of repentance. John came to prepare the way of the Lord to make straight his paths. John's message was a crying out to the people to acknowledge their sinfulness and to understand the helpless state in which they lived. And then to look. To look to the Savior who was coming, who was bringing with Him full and free forgiveness. John preached a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of all sins. That was true of Elijah too. But while Elijah preached a message of repentance to the people and to the the rulers in his day, after Elijah came a greater prophet, the prophet Elisha. Elisha came with a message of hope and healing. You see, while Elisha was on earth, he was given the power by God to heal leprosy and to raise a little boy from the dead. It's in this way that Elijah and Elisha served as a pattern for two more prophets who are still to come. Elijah stirred the people's hearts with a message of repentance. And Elisha brought hope and deliverance. And so it was with John. John proclaimed, After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. John was the forerunner, the herald, the one crying out, prepare the way for the Lord. John knew that his job was to preach a message so that the people would be ready for the coming of the King. The coming of the Savior who would bring with Him forgiveness of sins for all people. Does it seem like God is silent today? You know, just like the people that that lived during those 400 years between the last Old Testament prophet Malachi and the coming of John the Baptist, 
We might wonder what God's intentions are with the world or with me. Just just try to imagine one more time what it must have been like for the people living during those 400 years. All they heard and all they read about in their scriptures was this grand event, the coming of the Savior of Israel. But then it didn't happen. Not right away. And what, what about us? It's been about 2,000 years since, since Jesus walked to this earth. In our postmodern world, many people would say that religion is outdated. We've advanced beyond that. And that's why John's message, this message of repentance, is a message that, that we need to hear today too. Our crooked hearts don't want to hear it. We, we hold on to our sins tightly. We make excuses for them. We don't take our sins seriously. But when we look to Christ's first coming, we need to see this as, as the assurance that, that He will come again. Will we be ready? God is certainly not silent today. The vested ones carry and proclaim a message of hope and deliverance. A voice cries out in the wilderness of this sin-filled world and breaks down our stubborn hearts. It's by the Holy Spirit that, that we can see the work of the one greater than John. We can see the completed work of our salvation in the pages of Scripture. We see the promises fulfilled. The offspring of the woman. A son from the throne of David who was born of a virgin. God kept all these promises. And now we wait for the fulfillment of of one last promise. Jesus return his second coming to this earth. Will we be ready? Absolutely. The Holy Spirit through his word, through baptism, through holy communion makes straight our crooked hearts. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes that baby born in Bethlehem, our Savior, the one who came once to win forgiveness for us and who will surely come again soon. And so during this Christmas season, as we celebrate Jesus' first coming, we eagerly and joyfully, with humble hearts, look forward to his second coming when we receive him as our king. Amen.